Welcome to the Empowering Health Journeys podcast, the podcast that just might challenge your association between the diagnosis and the prognosis, where you might be inspired to try a new superfood, supplement, or herb. Please understand we do not assess, diagnose, treat, prescribe, or cure. We do encourage you to consider what possibilities today's topic might add to your health and wellness journey. Hi, everyone, and I'm excited to introduce the next is Mr. Scott Walker. And Scott is um, just a zone of genius that I'm so excited to share with um, our audience. So with that, Scott, welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to be here and to talk with you. Thanks, Lana. And Scott, I love your business name. It is called Tiaho. Please tell me about that business name. That's right. It is It is a unique word for many of you listening. That might be the first time you've ever heard that word. It's spelled T-I-A as an apple, H-O, Tiaho. And uh, it's, it's a really special word for me. And Tiaho is a Maori word that means to shine from within to emit light. And for those of you not aware, Maori, Maori are the indigenous people of New Zealand. And for me, the reason that word has such a special meaning is for three distinct reasons. The first reason is I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in a hospital in Auckland, New Zealand in the year 2000. And the ward that I was in is called Tiaho Mai. And I checked recently and that ward still exists in Middlemore Hospital in Auckland, New Zealand. So, so that's the first reason. That's the name of the ward where essentially my bipolar journey started. Mm -hmm. uh, the second reason is my father was born and raised in New Zealand. So I'm really fortunate. I'm a dual citizen with Canada and New Zealand, and I've been there uh, three times. Mm -hmm. And the third distinct reason that I love Tiaho for my business name is that it is an Indigenous word. And I find that as I become older, I, I resonate more and more with Indigenous learnings and principles around the earth, around us all helping each other, around us being one around how they respect nature, how they learn from nature, how, you know, I used to know uh, a medical or a medical, a native healer, he passed away mm -hmm. two years ago, and he could literally walk into the bush and survive with the plants. He knew what plants to eat. He knew which plants were poisonous. He could build a shelter, build wow. a fire, etc. So, um, yeah, I do find that I, I have more and more respect and more and more admiration for Indigenous learnings, teachings, groundings from the more I learn. And yeah, so yeah I have this real, real interest in Indigenous people, including, of course, Indigenous, indigenous people here in Canada. Just the general um, connection to the land and, and their journeys and their histories and their um, belief systems. And, and I fully respect that. And I love your background in terms of that feeling of connection to the earth. And whether that's here in Alberta, Canada, because you are in the beautiful um, rocky community of Banff and I'm a few hours north in the um, not as 
close, but um, not far from Jasper, Alberta. So that whole genuine connection to the earth and that energy and a um, strong awareness of the options of the foundations of herbal medicine, of nutri um, nutraceuticals, if you wish to call it that, and the energy and vibration of this wonderful ball that's bombing across the galaxies type thing and swirling around the big sun and all of that really cool stuff. They were just spinning through space there. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not getting dizzy. How amazing is that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the part that I'm like, thank you for that. Because yeah, my uh, low blood pressure can't take much spinning. And I'm, I go fast and get confused enough. So I'm really glad that for as fast as we're moving, then um, it doesn't feel that uh, unnatural or that unnerving of a process. So Scott, um, the Ajo the shine from within. So you were diagnosed with bipolar halfways around the world per se. And tell me about that journey. How did, uh, tell me about that because I think that lays a foundation for us to really understand when we understand your journey, a person's journey, we understand a little bit about what they're bringing to the table because we can connect with that. So tell me about that diagnosis and what you've been doing since you said in 2000, January 1st, the, the big voodoo number that we the universe and all computers were supposed to crash and burn within themselves. Um, tell me about that, please. Yeah, certainly. Thank you, Lana. So I'm sure a lot of you can resonate who, who have had some sort of health issue it's a journey. And, you know, I could probably spend six hours talking about my bipolar journey. Mm -hmm. So for your benefit, <laughs> and for Lana's benefit, I will keep it as short as I can. Um, so leading up to the week of January 1st, 2000, as Lana mentioned, I was in New Zealand, I was visiting family. At the time I was living in Japan. And my mom and my brother came from Canada to New Zealand. So as a, as a family, we met there and we stayed with relatives. And during that week leading up to January 1st, I was super energetic. I was barely sleeping. I had all kinds of big thoughts. I was hypersexual. I was spending way more money than normal. I thought that my senses were heightened. Like I thought that I could hear things. Maybe I yes. could that I normally couldn't. Um, and I was super confident. Like I remember my mom, my brother and I, we went on a little, little getaway, just the three of us down to Rotorua, which is a, a very touristy area in New Zealand. They have like bubbling mud and all this stuff. And I was driving uh, our rental car back from Rotorua to our relatives near Auckland. Mm -hmm. And I think I was doing like 130, 140 kilometers an hour. I was just weaving in and out of cars, like no problem. Yep. And of course, at that time, I was essentially in, a, in, a, in an altered reality, I'll just say. And as screwed up as I was, I could still see the look on my mom 
on my brother's face in the car because <laughs> I, I you know after the fact like months later i i thought of that that drive and i thought holy crap i would have been like I probably would have filled my pants, you know, we'll just say. Right. Um, it's funny, but it's not funny. And well, yeah, part of but, me goes, but bottom line is, I was, sorry, but I, was, I was driving so fast, yet I was extremely confident. And I was just like, you were it's like I could see cars like 5, 10, 15 ahead. And I was just, so anyways, New Year's Day, I, I came to the realization that, okay, I've got to get checked out. And fortunately, when I was a university student, I had worked in a psychiatric facility as a student. So I had a bit of awareness and a little bit of experience around a variety of mental illnesses. So I knew something was going on. I had no idea what it was. And I remember New Year's morning, um, my, I said to my mom, can we go somewhere private? So her and I went to another room in my aunt and uncle's house and I just said to my mom I said something weird is happening you know you know I'm different than normal um I said I, I don't know what's happening however I would I'd like to go to the hospital and I have no idea if they'll be able to tell me what's wrong I said to her you know I'm willing to go anywhere in the world to find out what's happening with me because I really had no idea right so uh so they they took me to the local hospital and then um, we got, I got transferred to a hospital in Auckland, New Zealand. And um, at that point, my mind was literally going nonstop, like January 1st, 2000. For those of you over the age of, we'll just say 30, you can all remember the Y2K hype that Lana mentioned. It was massive. Like people thought the, like both um, non-religious and religious people were concerned that the world might literally end either technology wise or that would be the second coming of Jesus. Um, And on that note, I had convinced myself in that altered reality that I was the second coming of Jesus. And that's the first time I've said that publicly. And it's, you know, I was a little nervous to say that, but no, no, that's, that's what I convinced myself is that, that I was the second coming of Jesus. And, um, and as you can imagine, I was in this incredibly altered reality. I remember the last thing I remember at the hospital before being admitted was there was an intern that took me to the washroom. And on the way there, he said to me, oh, so you feel you can read people's minds? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I answered super confidently, super quickly. And the la- that's the last thing I remember until January 11th. 2000. So there's a 10 day stretch where I have no memory of what happened. And I have mixed feelings about that. The biggest feeling is gratitude. Because bottom line is I was in a safe environment. I was in a psychiatric ward. I was loaded to the eyeballs with medication because they were slowing my mind down. They had to because I was barely sleeping. And as 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 you may or may not know, like the human body after 10 days of little to no sleep, it literally starts shutting down. So, well, um, just to provide some clarity, you are 150% correct. We can die faster from sleep deprivation than we will from food deprivation. So, if you had not been sleeping, they had to slow down your system before it stopped, started stopping 
So praise be for that so that some healing could happen. Obviously your brain must've been um, for uh, extremely simplistic. The nerve, the wiring, the firing was just going as fast as you were driving at 140 <laughs> kilometers an hour. <laughs> totally. And so yeah. part of me would love to get into um, some of that energy of, and that power, but I won't at this point in time. Just the fact is, is that you lost, a, not lost, that's not fair. They had to, they had to bring you back into um, a slowed down state to get your body to heal, to begin that journey of healing. So you, for lack of a better phrase, misplaced <laughs> 10 days while you healed. Keep going, please. Yeah. And, uh, and again, just being aware of time, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to shorten some of this story. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so as with many people who are diagnosed with a mental illness, I was on a variety of medications because they were testing, they were experimenting. And I ended up being on a, on a certain medication, which is, which has been known as the gold standard for okay. bipolar disorder. Yes. And I ended up being on that medication for seven years. And um, on the on the good side, I did not have any other big manic episode. Like what I just described is a manic episode in case okay. those of you, Thank you, in case the person watching this is not aware. Um, so that was a manic episode and obviously a big one. Um, so for the seven years I was on this first medication, I had no manic episodes. And I had no major depressive episodes because bipolar disorder is essentially the extremes of super high mania, super low, deep depression. Oh, okay. And I know some people say, oh, if I'm moody, can I have bipolar disorder? And I say, well, I would never discredit someone's feelings. That being said, for someone to be moody and have bipolar disorder, generally, it's much more pronounced. Um, you know, like I tell people, if you think of the most moody person you know, and times that by about 10, or maybe even 20 or 50, that's bipolar disorder. Okay, um, so that swing is so pronounced. So, exactly. So, so pronounced, okay. Because, you know, in my 20 plus year um, bipolar journey, I've had four manic experiences and a handful of deep depression experiences. And those are like the wide ranges of the scale okay. of moods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just getting back to the, the medication. So like I said, the, on the good side, I didn't have any massive episodes on the bad side. I had all kinds of side effects. Like I couldn't hold my hand like this. Yes. If you can see that, like yeah. I'd always yeah. be twitching. So whenever I was in a social situation, I was always mindful of my hands. I'd get these random muscle spasms. Like all of a sudden my leg would kick or I twitch twitch my neck in my right, legs right and i was always thirsty and then i started researching and i'm like wow this medication i'm on some people get kidney damage some people get kidney failure and i thought wow i only have two kidneys yet yeah, you can lose one however kidney damage that's gonna happen to both yeah and yeah. you know i was i was in my early 30s that time and it scared the crap out of me because i thought holy man like this medication's helping me be more stable. 
However, I have these massive side effects. And a second big side effect is I felt emotionally numb. I felt in this flatline state. Oh, I could no. never be truly happy and I could never be truly sad. And obviously never being truly sad is, is in some ways a benefit. However, it's not embracing life as a yeah. as a normal human being in my well opinion. yeah and and it is the fact is is i can i cannot know full joy if i cannot know some pain and some sadness and some hurt and so if they've kind of flatlined that emotional base that's not fun that, that mm. that's not and and the side effect yeah not cool so so you acknowledge that this was not a good thing. So how did you, because in the previous conversation, you've become med-free. That's right. Um, yeah, and, and, the, the, and quite a few people ask me, it happens more and more, Scott, how did you become med-free? And I've narrowed it down to one thing. And the one thing is be radically open-minded. And of course, there's many things besides that, which go after that. However, in my experience, being radically open-minded is what truly helped me have this journey of learning how to be med-free, of taking all these courses and having all these sessions and doing all this healing with all these different people mm -hmm. and learning how to be mentally stable without medication. And, you know, at this point in time, I still have ups and downs. Like I'm, I'm not someone that's happy all the time. I'm not someone that's never sad. Right. That being said, um, you know, I haven't spoken to a psychiatrist in over seven years. And the reason why is because that psychiatrist told me, you know what, I feel everything you're doing is truly valuable for you and she actually told me if we put you back on psych meds you would go backwards so um you yeah so essentially yeah. um again it's it's quite a quite a few steps but i will say i'm really fortunate and grateful that i'm over 10 years medication free mm -hmm. and um that is with my doctor's support and that last psychiatrist I saw. And, um, and like I say, I mean, I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I'm getting increasingly healthier and I'm embracing life more and more. And, you know, I'm, I have all these different tools that I've learned yes. to be more mentally stable. And in this call today, I'll, I'll take you on an adventure with one of those tools, mm -hmm. which I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. And you know what, what I'm finding is that more and more people um, are are curious about what I've done because anyone, you know, obviously yourself, Lana, you've had a massive health journey. I, yeah. I don't know everything about it, but I know little bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who has been on a on a health journey with with a specific diagnosis and and did a 180 on that and come out the other side there's always so many, there's always so much involved and it can almost be overwhelming. That being said, I've really learned how to distill those 10 plus years of all my research and sessions, et cetera, into 
a very doable way to to be in a position where I can access these tools at any time Mm -hmm. and they can help me reduce my stress, be calmer, be more grounded, yet be energized because I'm all for being calm and grounded. However, in my experience, if I'm never energized, I'm never embracing life. I'm never enjoying life. So I am by nature now a very calm, grounded person. And sometimes when I get really excited, some people get really surprised. Um, But, you know, like when I'm out in nature and when I'm doing different sports that I love and when I'm in deep, enriching conversations like this right now, I feel energized. And yes, and I know for me that um, another thing that energizes me is just just knowing that people watching this right now are open minded and you know, for those of you who are still watching this at this point in time in the in the video, you know, I'd, I'd just like to pat you on your back because there's many things you can be doing with your time right now. And by you watching this video right now, it really means a lot to me because it means that you're open-minded and it means that you're curious. And those, those two things have really helped me in my health journey and also in my, in my spiritual journey yes. as well. Yes. So... You have suggested that um, you're willing to take us on an adventure that'll take about eight minutes. That's right. So what do you need from me at this point in time other than to shush and let you do your thing? Um, uh, thanks for asking. Honestly, for you, it's just to just hold the space for us. And uh, I'm going to turn my light off just because I find it a little too bright. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'll ask everyone to, to close your eyes. Okay. And I have a timer on my phone because sometimes when I do this adventure, I lose total track of time. <laughs> okay. So uh, um, if all of us just get a tiny bit more comfortable and then turn around and whether it's light, I'm going to leave mine as is. So I don't have to adjust a whole bunch, but I'm just going to listen to your voice and close my eyes. So thank you, Scott. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. So again, just get as comfortable as you can where you are right now, whether you're sitting in a chair, you know, if you're able, I'd encourage you to lie on a couch or lie, lie in your bed. Um, But wherever you're sitting is fine. And I'll ask you to take a few nice deep breaths at your own pace to get calm and centered. And I'm going to be taking you on on what's called a universal sphere adventure. And universal sphere, you may have never heard that term before. And that's okay. Um, So I'll just ask you to continue to do some nice deep breaths on your own. Ideally be breathing like when you see a dog having a nap, when you see their belly going fully up, fully down. And again, just really relaxed at your own pace. And what I'll ask you to do is take a note of how you're feeling right now. So you could be excited, you could be nervous, you could be stressed, you could be overwhelmed, you could be feeling grateful, However you're feeling, take a note of that. 
and then let that go. And I ask you to do your best to move from your head space into your heart space. Universal Sphere is an energy tool. And as with all energy work, it's to do with our feelings and our heart space. And it's letting go of our mental space, of our thoughts. If you do find your mind is thinking of different things, be gentle with yourself, let those go, and continue to focus on your breathing. And you might be curious about what, what you will feel, what you may not feel. Again, let those go. And in case you're curious, I have already started creating this energy of Universal Sphere. And again, I really encourage you to be open and curious about what you may or may not feel, about what you may or may not experience. And again, if you have thoughts coming up, just be gentle with yourself. Be grateful that you acknowledge that thought and let it go. And again, come back to your breathing. And really, really focus on taking nice, deep, slow and full breaths. I'm just gonna be quiet for a few breaths here and I'll ask you to continue to just keep acknowledging your breathing. And once again, if you're having thoughts come up, that's okay. That's normal. If you're not having thoughts coming up, that's wonderful. A reminder that this is a feeling process. In the universal sphere, it's a microcosm of the macrocosm. So what that means is that we're tapping into collective consciousness. We're tapping into what's called solution energy. We're tapping into this eternal support and eternal love that we all have. It surrounds us 24-7. And by you being here right now during this Universal Sphere adventure, we're all tapping directly into that right here, right now, regardless of when you're watching this video. 
And this love and support is here for our highest and best. It's here to assist us in stepping into our higher selves, into our highest potential. It's adding love and light to yourself right here, right now. And we're also adding love and light to the planet and we're adding to the vibration, the Schumann resonance of the planet. And I ask you again to come back to your breathing. And right now I'm slowly releasing the sphere. I'm offering the sphere. It's an outward expansive energy. As that's happening, remain still. And I'll say a few things here, just as we're coming up to the end is that Universal Sphere is here to support each and every one of us in moving into a higher vibration and also into embracing our higher selves and our highest potential. So I'll ask you to slowly start wiggling your toes, wiggling your fingers. You can do some light stretches. And for those of you who feel ready, please open your eyes. No rush. And um, what I'd like you to do is take a note of how you're feeling now. And again, you may or may not feel different than before. I'm optimistic you feel different. Um, but I will say, take a note of how you're feeling now. And I'm optimistic you can remember how you were feeling before that adventure. And I'll just quickly share a few things. Um, a most common response I hear from people, if I ask them, how do you feel after? Quite often they say any or all of, I feel calm, I feel relaxed, I feel grounded, and I feel energized. So you may or may not feel any of those, but I'm optimistic that you feel at least one of those. And um, I'll quickly say one last thing, and then I'll turn it back to Lana. Um, one person that I taught Universal Sphere to, in her words, she said that it's like meditation on steroids. So I'll turn it back over to Lana. Thank you for that adventure, for that journey. Um, I feel calm and yet energized. I feel a tiny bit tingly in the most, just not, just a different vibration, just a, just a, just a little more calmer and yet, um, confident, um, Thank you. What an interesting. So thank you. Thank you. Thank well, you. my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for doing it as well, Lana, because you could be doing stuff in the background because there's a lot going on. Um, yeah, I'm, great. uh, oh, I'm grateful you, you were fully present to be on the adventure with me. This is our time. 
and and yes there's lots to do but right now right at this time this is just us um me exploring your wisdom and your gifts and with that the phrase of gifts um what have you got going on for our for anybody that has bought a seat purchased a seat for this summit what is your gift what are you offering um please explain that for us thank you lana um so i know everyone watching here has a lot going on in their lives many things happening and you know with this pandemic that adds a whole other layer of stress anxiety depression um so my gifts i have two gifts for anyone that's paid and registered for this and they're two short audios that i've custom created specifically for this event and the audios are essentially a universal sphere adventure to help you be more calm yet energized and one of them is strictly me as you just experienced and the other one has music in the background some people prefer having um, music in the background because yes. it for some people it helps them shut down their mind even more mm -hmm. so those are the two gifts that i have uh, custom created for this event and for those of you who resonate with this i really encourage you to download those you can use that at any time at any point moving mm -hmm. forward mm -hmm. and you know, for those of you who are having a really stressful, really challenging day for whatever reason, that's a great resource for you. Because bottom line is, number one, it's going to raise your vibration. Number two, it's going to ideally help you relax a little bit. And number three, it is going to add love and light to your aura, to your energetic field. So whether you think this is all woo-woo or or not yeah yep. it, it is literally adding energy to your your auric field when you do this so yeah and when you you might think you're just sitting there and nothing's happening but believe me there's a lot energetically happening when you listen to either of those audios yeah and so um i think some of us as we journal to our journey to better understand that which we cannot see is to know, respect, appreciate that there is science behind this, that there is not just a, oh, well, I think I feel this way. No, there's science that can prove the uh, change of energy fields, the change of vibration, knowing that everything every molecule has an energy to it has a vibration to it and that you're guiding us to a um, more calmer state a more um, um, a different energy state that that vibration is different and so trust that journey because it is very it's it's very real despite where what our background history and training and and mindset might have been so um please know that you can uh reach out to scott that you'll be able to find on the website um the links to connect with scott and that um his journey is extremely interesting and i am very honored scott that you've joined me that um you are 
willing to play full out for this summit and for um, our guests to um, come on an adventure with you. So with that, any last phrases before we wrap this up or thoughts, sorry. Oh, thank you for those kind words, Lana. Like I said, I'm just very grateful to be here to have this opportunity. And again, a last word I would say is, you know, wherever you are in your life and your health and your mental health and your physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, I really encourage each and every one of you to embrace being radically open-minded and that that has been the game changer for me and that's led me to modalities and tools like universal sphere that 10 years ago i would have said that is a load of you know what you know i would have not even yep. considered it yeah um and you know whether you're interested in universal sphere or not just i really encourage you to be radically open-minded so that's what i will leave with today radically open-minded i like that phrase and i love what uh oh the aho to shine from within and emit light. With that, thank you very much. And to um, all of those out and about and listening and uh, viewing, then thank you and have a wonderful day and a wonderful journey. And I hope our paths cross again. Take care. Thank you. As we wrap up this episode, then we welcome you to check out the Empowering Health Journeys website, Facebook page, and group. On the site, you will find links for guest goodies, their info, as well as that of our advertisers and sponsors. Please feel free to share and subscribe to this podcast to stay in the information loop, and a five-star rating and review would be appreciated. We hope that you're feeling inspired because empowering health journeys, it's kind of our jam or salad.